Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the NBA coverage. Before we get started, I'd like to let you guys know, those of y'all that watch already know what's going on. This podcast brought to you by Final Form Supplements. Here I got my sleepwell gummies. I take these every night during the week. Weekends, I don't really take them because I usually have no problem going to sleep. But during the week where I need good sleep for sure for work, taking these bad boys about 30 minutes before I go to bed and talk about good sleep. It helps you fall asleep and it helps you stay asleep. I usually have to get up in the middle of the night or I'll toss and turn. These will knock me out throughout the entire night. We got other supplements for protein powder, vegan, whey protein. We have creatine, BCAAs for recovery. All the good stuff. Go to finalformstubs.com and get your uh, 10% off your order. Use the promo code COACHTRIP, all caps, no space, Final Form Subs, S-U-P-P-S. And let's get the show started. As you guys can see, <laughs> my good friend, Mr. Williams, Calvin Williams, Coach Calvin, as they like to call him, is mm-hmm. going to be co-hosting the NBA coverage with me because, you know, he has a very uh, unique and experienced basketball brain that's going to be perfect for the pod. Calvin, is there anything you'd like to say to the peoples? I mean, I feel like you probably hit it right on the head and everything. Obviously, if you watch the other podcast with me, Mitch, uh, Mark, and Finest, obviously you know who I am. But, you know, Finest has been doing this little NBA segment and everything, and I've been dying to kind of get on it. So, Looked at our schedules, got the day set up and everything. So y'all be seeing me a little bit more on this uh, on this segment and everything, including the Gardens of the 615. So just glad for, for you to have me on here, man, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Two times a week now instead of one. <laughs> you said what? I said you'd be seeing me two times a week instead of one now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, too. So as soon as you said uh-huh. you want to hop on, I was like, oh, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go over the East and West standings and then – we are going to oh, – I should have started my timer. And then we are going to get into some NBA news, all right? So we're going to start with the East. At the East, we have the Boston Celtics at one, Bucks at two, and the 76ers at three, Orlando at four. Like I said earlier, I, they, I thought Orlando was probably going to fade off a little bit. They are a young team. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to hold that number, one, uh, number two spot that they had. So they're kind of dropping, but they're still pretty well in the mix. They're only a game and a half behind the second and third spot, so they can still go on a little streak and get back up in there. Miami at five, they've moved up. They start off as middle of the pack. Uh, Jimmy Bu- uh, Jimmy Buckets hit a game winner last night. Then we got the Knicks sitting there at six. Julius Randle starting to shoot a lot better from the field because he started off the season 27%, shooting way better. Pacers at seven. Big game Cleveland. for Jalen Brunson, too. He had that 50-point yeah. game. Big, yeah. big game for him. Jalen Brunson, yes, he's stepping up in, in big ways. Cleveland at 8, Nets at 9, Hawks at 10, Raptors at 11, Bulls at 12, Hornets at 13, Wizards at 14, Pistons at 15. Then for the West, not much has changed too drastically, but you got the Timberwolves still sitting at that number one spot, holding fairly strong. They're building a league. They're three games ahead of the number two spot. At number two, we have Oklahoma City Thunder. Then the Dallas Mavericks are back up in the conversation in that third spot. Denver Nuggets at four. Kings at five. Clippers started off rough when they got hard on a six-game losing streak, but now they're back up, sitting there at six, avoiding the play-in tournament as of right now. Rockets at seven. Lakers back down at eight. For the end-season tournament, they moved up to the fourth spot, but now they've dropped down 
to eight, but to their defense, they're only a game and a half behind the fourth the fourth spot. So four through four through eight, or yes, four through nine is all a game and a half difference. So those spots could easily change within a week. All right, then we have the Pelicans at nine, Suns at 10, Warriors at 11, Jazz at 12, Memphis at 13, Trailblazers at 14, and the Spurs at 15. And then Mr. Williams is going to start us off with NBA news, and that's just going to be going over what we're seeing, what teams you think are going to, you know, do think, do well later, this and that, and just things that are going on in the NBA. So, Calvin, go ahead and start us off with NBA news. So I got obviously I got two things, but I want to just hit on just like the conference play and everything. So obviously it's early in the season right now and the games are not too far off from each other as far as like somebody, you know, getting up to like, you know, from like a fourth seed to a third seed and everything. The right. thing I'm going to be really interested in seeing in the next few months, because we had this last year with the West and everything, the West was, it was a dog fight and everything, you know, every right. team was back to back and everything like that. I'm seeing a little bit of similar um, similarities in the East right now. But like I said, I don't know how that's going to go uh, with the season continuing on and everything. If it's really going to be that dogfight and everything in the East, I would love to see it. I think it would bring out just a little bit more competitiveness and just a little bit more of um, kind of forecasting like what could happen, what couldn't happen and everything like that. So, um, right. I mean, if, I mean, everybody's really like, you know, two games off, game and a half, all that stuff. So I'm really excited to kind of see where that transpires and everything like that too as well. I'm really surprised to see the Timberwolves at number one right now, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. Because um, obviously I thought the Nuggets would be up there and everything. Um, Thunder are playing yeah. hell of good right now, despite that the stuff that they're dealing with with uh, Josh Giddy. I think they're doing a really amazing yeah. job kind of keeping that out the media and staying, keeping it all in the locker room, you know? Um, I think that's a really good thing, too, as well, because when you see teams do that, you know, oh, you're like, oh, shit, they probably gonna drop off and everything. No, that's not the case. So whatever they right. doing, they, they they handle it pretty well. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, man, yeah, I'm really excited to see how the season goes and just see how the Eastern Conference kind of, you know, if it is competitive and everything. But like I said, we'll see um, with the later months and everything like that, once it gets closer to the playoffs um, and obviously the trade de deadline, too, I think that's going to be. That's going to be interesting, too, to see who gets signed, who gets traded and all that, too. How far away are we, we from that? Do you know? Um, I can check. NBA trade deadline. It is February 8th, so we still got some time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely be updating just like the predictions, the things that I see and everything, too. Um, second thing. We already talked about this on the Guardians. Like some, some going on with Draymond, man. Some he needs to seek help. He needs to go to counseling because that one was really disturbing. Because the dude was just Nurkic. What was it, Nurkic? Was it? Yeah, Nurkic? yeah. Dude, if you really look back at it, he didn't antagonize him. He didn't push him. Like there wasn't like something right. an event that leaded up to it. It was just wrong place, wrong time. And I'm just like, bro, like come on now. And the thing that got yeah. me, everything he has done, he apologized for that one. But he didn't apologize for, obviously, the Rudy Gobert. That's a different situation and everything. But, like, him kicking dudes, like, low-blowing people and everything. Like, doing little shicey stuff. Out of everything you have done, you're going to apologize for that one? And I think the reason why, because he know he was in the wrong. He know he got caught. He didn't have any justification, like, 
oh, well, he did this, he did that, and, you know, right. that's retaliation. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. For people that uh, maybe not – doesn't keep up or didn't get to see, uh, Draymond, Draymond basically – he basically – I don't want to say punched. He hit a player, but, like, in a flopping manner because he, like, flailed his arms when he, like, turned and he hit uh, a player for the Suns. And he ended up getting suspended. He's suspended indefinitely, and he has to go to counseling, and he has to meet all these this criteria for him to be able to come back into the league because he has a track record of him doing dirty stuff in terms of, like Calvin mentioned, um, low-blowing kicks to the groin. Uh, last year was Sabonis uh, stomping on him, things like that. When, when somebody's driving or tries to go for a lip, he'll just grab their jersey and pull them down like I'm sure you can find it on on Instagram or Twitter. If you look up Draymond Green dirty play highlight reel, there's a whole highlight reel of him doing these type of things. <laughs> and you know, I think the NBA is pretty much they're just they're just fed up with it. They've had enough, and they're like, "Yo." And I think it even got to the point where like even this Steve one was Kirsten so like is. Steve Kerr spoke yeah, out like, right. This one was so outlandish. Even the Warrior players were like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of them, like like you said, the Rudy Gobert, you know, he's somebody he's defending his teammates. Okay, right? Like, some of them, you're like, okay, I get it. But that one was so outlandish. Even his own teammates were like, yo, like, no, nah, that's not no, okay. we can't, we can't, like, we can't, We can't get down with this one, man. Yeah, yeah, he's like, that's tripping. So, even, um, even KD but, spoke out about it in his press conference. He was like, Draymond needs some help. Like, this simple, yeah. like, yeah, you know? Um, yeah, man, I, I'm not a Draymond Green fan. I know he's a big, you know, vital point for the Warriors and everything. Like yeah. he's score. He's like, he does the, the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheets and everything. And with that, not have with them, not having that on the team right now, I know they're going to be at disadvantage, but it's like, what do you rather have some dude that's going to sneak somebody in the game or somebody that's actually going to like actually go in there and play like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Okay. A weird situation, man. But uh, hopefully, he gets himself straight, does what he needs to do, and gets back on the court without low blowing people. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So yeah. Um. Second thing. Well, third thing, actually, man. I'm so excited to see Jaw come back, man. I'm so excited to see him come back. He's coming off a 20 game yes. uh, suspension uh, for whatever. I don't even want to get into what he did or whatever. Y'all probably already know, but um. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see him come back and everything. I know he's itching to hit the court. I mean, 25 games, uh, you know, sitting out and everything like that. I mean, that's that's a good chunk of the season and everything. So I'm excited to see him come back. I don't want to say it's going to be like an MVP year, but I feel like once he hits the court, he's he has something to prove and, you know, get back to what he's used to doing and everything. Yes, I'm actually looking up. Okay, he comes back Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday will be his first game, so – yeah, I mentioned this, I don't know, maybe two episodes ago, episode ago, but I mentioned how I think the West, or not the West, but they were last in the West, or like bottom of the West. And obviously I always, you know, say like the caveat is John Morant's not playing their best player. That's why, you know, they start the season off so bad. And now I'm speculating, um, I kind of took some time now speculating what's the cap for Memphis? Because we can all agree Memphis, with John Morant on the team, team Memphis is a good team. How good you can debate, you know, but they're for sure at least middle of the pack, maybe upper middle of the pack team, right? Maybe a fifth, fourth, fifth seed kind of thing. 
maybe, you know, four, fifth, six seed kind of thing. So the question is like, um, the question is when Jaw comes back, 25 seasons, that's about a third of the season gone, right? Mm -hmm. How, how much, what's the cap for Memphis? You know what I'm saying? Because if Jaw comes, they got to start winning right away because I think Memphis's most most realistic um, scenario is them y'all coming back. They they start playing well and it's just making it to the play in. I don't know if you can shoot for six seed from the thirteenth spot because they're thirteenth right now, but I feel like thirteenth to ten is a reasonable is a reasonable goal. And then if you can get to that tenth seed early, like you still got some games left, and you go on a good win streak and. You get to the 10th seed early, then you can start shooting for that nine seed, then start shooting for the eight seed, then maybe you can climb up from there. But what do you think the cap is? So I know that you mentioned it's going to depend on how well John Morant plays coming out the gate. You, you got to think about this, too. You got to take this into account. So the Suns, um, they haven't been healthy the whole year. They haven't had um, Devin Booker. They haven't had KD. They haven't had Bradley Bill. They're three main scores and everything. So and and uh, Bradley Bill's out for a few more weeks now. Exactly. So we got to take that into effect too as well. We got to take into effect that the Warriors for the last few seasons have always started like at pretty low, but somehow they get themselves back up. And I think they're right. going to make some offseason changes, not offseason, but in-season trades and everything to get them right. that extra push and everything. So with that, oh my God, the Rockets are seven? <laughs> yes, think, Rockets are playing well. Rockets playing are well. playing well. I, I don't want to I don't want to say that they're going to fall off, but I just with a young team like that, that's playing really good. That, like I that's just usually what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're playing their best ball right now. So, like, let's see how good a ball that they're going to play at the, you know, like the rest of the year and everything. So I do expect them to drop. I do expect the Suns to the Suns and the Warriors to go up a little bit. Not too much. But for the Grizzlies, a realistic. Man, I would say probably like nine or ten to be honest, and that really depends. That really depends on just how well Jaw comes back into the lineup, gels with the team, and everything like that. So, yeah, man, that, that that's a tough spot to be in. And I didn't realize the West was the standings, and I actually started looking at. It, I'm like, okay, we expect the Nuggets to stay, you know, where they are. The Kings, the uh, Clippers, same thing with them. If James Harden and everybody can gel well together. And you know LeBron, like you just can't, you just can't put take LeBron to the equation. You know what I'm saying, right? So, oh man, that's that's tough. I do expect them. I, I hope. I hope I'm gonna say this. I do expect them to be over the Jazz um, within the next few games and everything. I just think the Jazz don't have everything right now, as far as like their team together and all that. But um, yeah, man, that's. Damn, the Pelicans are up too. Yeah, yeah. fine. All right. this, I don't know. It's a toss up. It's really a toss up. I really think that it's going to come down to for the Grizzlies to make that push. They got to win, I want to say, 85 to 90% of their home games. And then on the road, you got to still win at least, you know? So, right. I don't yeah, That's hard. Um, that's a hard thing to say or or prediction, I would say. Because right now they're six and a half games behind the tenth seed. That's a lot of games. Now it's still early, but like mm -hmm. you said, they got a home. You can't lose. You got to win at home, basically. And then away, 
you still got to win more than half your away games if you're trying to make that serious comeback. Because I do, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, it's tough. And then, oh, yeah, also, I kind of wanted, wanted to mention this off the, off the get because it's been a little bit since I've, you know, we talk about NCAA tournament. The Lakers won the in-season tournament. LeBron James played phenomenal that game against the Pacers in the semifinals. He scores 30, well, 30 points in 21 minutes, the most efficient 30-point game I think anybody's had in the history of the NBA. And then uh, and Anthony Davis is playing well. He, he hasn't been hurt too much so far going into to, to 20, going on 20-plus games. And he's actually playing well. When LeBron's not playing, he's putting up 45, 47 with, with, with 10, 12 rebounds. And they're, the role players on the Lakers are looking good. An AR-15 had the game winner against uh, – was it the NCAA the championship game, I think, against the Pacers? Or it might have been – forget who it was. He had a game winner. Um, uh, Rui Hashimura is playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian Woods is playing well. Now, they're not – if you look at their stats, they're, they're not producing at a level that you think that, oh, they're, they're not being productive. But if you watch the game, they're applying pressure on defense. They're rotating on defense. You see the clear communications on screens and pick and rolls. So the, so the chemistry is there. They're a top-10 defensive team. We all know when LeBron's on a top-10 defensive team, mm-hmm. LeBron is dangerous because it takes less pressure off him to do everything defensively. He can focus on getting buckets. So I, I think the Lakers play phenomenal. The question to me is, yes, the NCAA tournament was fun, and I noticed winning in the NCAA tournament helped your rankings, even though it's not directly correlated, but just because they went 6-0, and they won six games in the play-in, that got them higher in the rankings. They ended, I think when they won the NCAA tournament, they were like fourth in the West. They went from like 10th to fourth in the West. Now, you know, they're kind of dropping back down. Uh, but they've also played more games, have more losses. But, yeah, um, congratulations to the Lakers. I think with that, too, like, we've seen this before. We've seen, you know, Anthony Davis put up monster numbers and then he gets hurt, which I hope that's not the case. Like, but if that does happen, I think the person that's going to step up is Christian Woods in that position. Him mm-hmm. or or, or uh, Rui. Um, Rui, yeah. First thing, Christian Woods, he had a hell of a season playing with the Rockets and everything. I think that was his really like his breakout year to say, like, hey, like, you know, I can play, I'm here to stay and everything. Rui, right. you do, you, I think, what is this? Is this his second year on the team or third? Yes, second. Second year. I mean, you look at what he did in Washington and everything, uh, coming in as a rookie, like, he can produce and everything. The thing that I think that's the biggest beneficial to the Lakers, and if Anthony Davis does get hurt, still like, I think no Christian Woods is probably the same height as AD. Rui is probably the same height. So you're not giving up like the height advantage and everything. In my in my right. own opinion, I think they're very very similar like skill-wise and everything. Obviously Anthony Davis I think is more skilled just with his feet work with his footwork and everything, but I think you know Rui he has a better jump shot than AD in my opinion. I think Christian Woods is really like a you know, a rim protector and everything like that. So if AD does go down, I don't think it would hurt the team that much because you got two two backups that you can interchange out to give different looks and all that. So I think right. I think that's a great pickup. Um, and I knew that was a great pickup when Christian Woods, when they signed Christian Woods uh, during the offseason and everything. So hopefully it all plays out and everything, man. That's a big team. Uh, God, dude. Yeah, that's once you get to like, they're like small, like they're forwards all the way down to the centers, like, 
it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty, pretty big, man. So yeah, Cam Reddish had a, a good, uh, a good game there. I forgot oh, about oh. Cam Reddish too, man. Like, in and what people don't know, if you go back, there's an interview with uh, Anthony Edwards when they were back in um, uh, high school, like McDonald's All American. They asked everybody, they were like, who is the hardest person to guard? And everybody said Cam Reddish. And I'm finally glad to see that, like, he's actually shown his worth and everything because wasn't an easy, you know, transition to the NBA with him. He bounced around with little teams and everything. So hopefully the Lakers can be his home and uh, hopefully he can make a career out of it, man. I think it's a great setup for him, especially having LeBron there too, to be like a mentor, AD, like other people right. that have been for a minute. Like, come on, man. But it's all on him, too, at the end of the day, you know, if you want to get better. So now we have we have a little time, a little bit of time. So now I want to I'm going to throw some teams at you and I need you to tell me what you think adjustments they need to make, whether it's team wise or scheme wise for them to get back into the picture. So these are going to be teams at the bottom of the NBA. Let's go. Let's start with the East. Let's start with the East. I want to go with the Bulls first in the East. They're not at the bottom, bottom, but they're 12th. They're in the bottom five. But talent-wise, the Bulls on paper should be a lot better than their record shows, right? You got Zach Levine. You got DeMar DeRozan, um, which I know exactly. I believe both of them are actually requesting trades. But what adjustments? Uh, Lonzo Ball still hurt. They got Alex Caruso. So what adjustments do you think, Andre Drummond, what adjustments do you think they need to make to get back into the conversation? I think the really biggest thing is just the the absence of Alonzo, man. I think that, like, when he's on the court, you know, that's a true point guard and everything. He's going to feed people. Um, he's going to get the, the – like, the open man, he's going he's gonna to get the look and everything, you know. Um, far as that, what I think the go-to person – I really don't think they have that go-to guy that can go get a bucket when they need it, you know? Um, you don't think DeMar is that guy? I think DeMar is, but like I feel like you have to have somebody to pair him with and everything to to make it work. I feel like Zach Levine could be that person, but there's been times that I've seen that he's like, oh, no, like I, I don't want the spotlight. You know, I'll kick it back to DeMar and everything, you know? So I think it's that. Um, I mean, from the center positions and everything, I mean, you got you – got, uh, Nicola, um, you got Andre Drummond. I think what it is, man, I think they need to find a good point guard that that emulates Lonzo, and then they bring in some more pieces. And I don't know what those pieces would look like. If they need a two guard, a three guard, like I said, I think the power forward center spot, they're pretty well. Um, like I said, they got uh, Vucevic, uh, Patrick Williams, Andre, um, Tory Craig, which is not a bad uh, player, too, as well. I just think they need a little bit more out of the guard spot. Uh, coming off the bench or, like, another, like, six-man that puts up starter numbers or something like that, you know? Um, right. I think that's what they need. But and you got to think about it, too. If Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are asking for a trade, you got to get that same talent back in, if not better. So, I don't know. It's I don't know what they need, man. I feel like they need a – Depending on if they trade them and everything, that's when I feel like they'll get a clear picture of what they need for the team, if that happens. Right. Yeah. Because to your point, back when the Bulls, uh, last time when Lonzo played his like a, the, the season with the Bulls, a full season, they finished, what, fourth or third or something like that? 
But to your point, Lonzo is a great ball distributor. He got his shot down. He was actually leading the league in three point made, three points made, and he was top five in three points percentage. So he was actually shooting the ball, you know, like shooting the ball well from from the perimeter. And he was a great defensive player from the guard position. So they're they're missing not only defensive from the guard position, they're missing the 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 spacing, having a, a corner guard that can shoot the three mm-hmm. for sure. I think when you're describing what they need, it sounds like they need like a Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Perfect example. That's the that's the guy that came to mind when you're describing, you know, what they're they need a Jordan Clarkson. He'll sit down and on ball defense, he'll play that. Might not be the best, but he'll play it. He'll give effort. He'll make you make him work for it. But offensively, he can get to the basket. He can shoot the three. He's a guy that's not as scared of the limelight, and he can come off the bench or he can start him. And, you know, he his ego's not in the way. He definitely he's like a scrappy. He's he's a guy that's gonna do what needs to be done, right? And so that I feel like I agree. I feel like that's what they what they need. Let's go with – I got to do this because I'm in San Antonio, and I know part of the problem is that they're so young, but the San Antonio Spurs, right? You got one of the youngest teams in the NBA. You have probably one of the – one of the you know, he's playing well, but one of the most, like, premier players coming into the NBA in, uh, with Wimanyama. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Spurs – I know this is a tough one because I don't really think – I think that – what the, the piece they have, for the most part, are fine. It's just that they're young. I think they keep their core together three or four years from now. If Wimby stays, they, you know, if Wimby stays, they, they decide Wimby to pay him. Right, like, right, you know. But I feel <laughs> like they keep the core together three or four years down the road, they're going to be a problem, like, in a good way. Like they're going to be a team you got to look out for. But mm-hmm. for right now, what's some things, or at least you would want to see them start to work on here um, at this point in the season? Man, it's so hard to say because I'm looking at the roster right now and I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to like give a little bit of criticism and everything, but it's like, I don't know how to explain it. They are young. I mean, the oldest person on the team is, C.D. Osman, and he's 28. Devontae Graham's 28. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, it's like. I think their oldest starter is like 26. Yeah. Um, This is, I don't know what they need, but this is what I'll say what they do not need to do. Obviously, they're going to keep Wimby. They got to keep him. I mean, if you under Coach Pop, like, he's going to keep you for a long time. Like, he's not going to let that guy go away. Um, I think the next thing you need to do is find a way how to keep um, what's his name, uh, Keldon Johnson. I feel like those are the two <laughs> big people right yeah, now that you need to, for sure that that you, that you need to keep on the team and everything. Um, I like Collins too. I think Collins needs to be a part of that from the uh, the big man position. I think so too. And then, um, man, I don't. That that's really the only th- three people that I think you need to keep and everything. Um, obviously, I think you can keep Trey Jones. I think he's a he's a good point guard and everything. Um, but man, I just don't really know. I think the really biggest thing is keeping those three people together. Because um, obviously, I think Keldon and Wimby are definitely gelling well together. I think it's almost like you kind of build around them. To be honest, right? I really think that because I mean, with with Wimby, I mean he's a 
if he's not scoring the ball or whatever, like he's protecting the rim. You're going to get the defensive out of him and everything. Right. Johnson, he's a great player. Shoots the shit out of the ball. I mean, that one game that we went to, I mean, the dude was turning up. Like he's a he's a right. really good player. Um, yeah, man, that that that's my prediction to be honest. Is keep those two together. Obviously, they're in a rebuild year and everything, so don't expect them to, you know, next year be you know number one seed or whatever. Like it's gonna take time, especially with Popovich. He's not the type of coach just to sign superstar names and everything and hope for the best, you know. So, um. Yeah, man, I think it's just keep those those three people together and just see just see how it plays out and everything, to be honest. Um, right. Obviously, too, with the draft as well, like, I wonder what seed they'll get and everything and who will be on the board during that time that could complement the team just far as that, too, as well. Um, what I would like to see them do, I would love to see them get, like, a dominant point guard, like a – a point guard that can play the one-two position where you can move him over to the two guard, put Trey uh, Trey Jones in and off the bench and everything. Because um, I feel like Keldon has the the, the small fort locked down and everything right now. He has that. You can move Wimby to – I mean, he's he's definitely a center, but he's more than a center. He has guard attributes and everything. So, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a toss-up. Like, actually, write that down. Write that down and everything once uh, – once the new year starts, well, once the new NBA season starts and everything, I can give a better prediction with that, I think. So, okay. All right. One thing I just want to point out for the Spurs is their pace. They're actually at their number three in the NBA in pace, but they're 25th in points per game. So, when I look at that, that tells me that something's off. Well, if we go down to field goal percentage, they're 25th in field goal percentage, right? So that just means that their shooting is just not as well. Not only that, but their three-point percentage is also 26th. So, and defensively, they're 24th. So for me, when I see them play, it's like, oh, man, they got a good core. Wimby's on fire. Like you said, like they gel well. They have moments. But I think they're a little inconsistent shooting-wise. And field goal percentage is – it's just it's rough. So like they're they're kind of streaky. Obviously, you know, part of that is because they're young. Um, I don't know if I would make a big move and trade pieces to get three point shooters, but since they're a young team, the offseason develop, you need to get you need to space the floor. You need people you can put on the perimeter that can hit shots to get your three. Because you know, in today's game, if you don't, if you're not a, if you can't shoot the three de- decently, you don't have to be great. But if you can't shoot decently. It's gonna be very, very hard for you to win in, in this league nowadays. So they gotta they gotta work on three-point percentage percentage and they gotta just find a way to shoot the ball or put the ball in the basket more efficiently so that they're not 25th in the NBA. But again, it's still early, but I'm excited to see this team in a few like years down the road because of how young they are. And then Greg Popovich, you're talking about one of the best developmental coaches in the history of the NBA. So to take a core with this raw talent and develop them three, four years down the road, I have no doubt in my mind, Popovich can turn this team into something serious. So You know you know what I think they could do? I can see them doing once Wimby gets, like, you know, his adjustments and everything. Like, this is his first year. Like, give him a little bit of time. But, like, I can see, like, that year two, like, mid, like, year two, year three, where, you know, they're going to start running the ball more through him and everything. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, Kind of more like 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 a, a, a Jokic, basically, like how they run right. the ball him and everything like that right so, he'll bring the ball up the court and stuff yeah or like you know to start off the play you know he'll be you know free throw line extended or whatever they throw it to him 
he's so damn tall. He can look over anything, just dump You're back, right. get to the rim, kick out, like all that stuff. I really think it's going to be like, like I said, I don't want to speak for them and everything, but I can see them doing like more like a freelance offense of just like, just really just read and react and just play off of that. So we'll see. We will see. All right. Well, it looks like that is time for us. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard it here first with the new co-host, Coach Calvin. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be all for us today on the NBA coverage. We'll catch you guys next week. Y'all have happy holidays. Stay safe. Stay warm. <laughs>